tonight we are speaking about apostolic alignment. God will bless us. Father, bless your word. I humble myself. I ask you, Spirit of God, to anoint my mouth of clay. Father, let it not be my own mind, but let me speak by the mind of God. I ask you for grace. Edify your people. Build your people. Raise your people. And I ask you, whatever happens here, let it affect the city. I speak into the gate of the land that the kingdom of God has come upon you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says, let every soul be submitted to authority. Because every form of authority is established by God. The one you like. The one you don't like. The reason why the Bible says, let every soul be submitted to authority. Is because every authority is established by God. Every authority is established by God. Heaven has placed a system in the local church. Yeah, there is a system that heaven placed in the local church. And the system heaven has placed in the local church is called the system of authority. What this simply means is this. God doesn't do anything without the man he has established. God has a system in how he operates. The system of authority simply means that God doesn't do anything without the man or the woman he established upon the throne in a territory. I'm going to show you something. Pharaoh was a wicked authority. Oppressing Israel in Egypt. When God spoke to Moses and he said deliver my people he said there is only one way how to deliver my people out of the hands of a wicked leader he said even though Pharaoh is wicked in order for my people to be released you need the permission of the wicked man because Pharaoh was an authority established upon the territory Heaven has a way it operates. In a territory. Family. Local church. Even though Pharaoh was wicked. Because he was the man established upon the territory. God was in need of his permission. In order for his people to be delivered out of his covering. Because the system heaven has placed in a territory or a local church. It is called a system of authority. In other words, God doesn't do anything without the man or the woman he has established over a region a church, a family, or a government. Remember every word or letter that was written to the churches in Revelation. It never started with write to the deacon of. Write to the youth leader of. Write to the sister that has visions and dreams. This is how every letter started to the angel of let me tell you a mystery it was not an angel it was the man of God and the woman of God established over the house whenever God begins something in a church it doesn't matter if you prophesy deeper than the pastor if you pray longer than the pastor there are certain methods God will never speak to you about. Whenever God brings a shift in a ministry, He first shifts the man and the woman of God. I'm going to show you why some people, you are here for five years, since Hansenhoof, and nothing is working in your life, and 
gather around other people. They are here for one year, two years. Their destiny is open. It's not because they are the favorite of Papa and Mama. Because they have connected to the oil upon their head. Everything God does, it starts at the head. Psalm chapter 133. How good is it when brethren dwell together? It is like the oil that is upon the head of Aaron. And drips down to the beard. This is the issue. There is oil in the house. But the beard wants to be the head. Tell your neighbor there is oil in the house. Come on, tell your neighbor there is oil in the house. There is oil in this house. But you need to position yourself to benefit from the oil. There is oil in the house. Oil for your breakthrough. I can tell who is connected with the heart and who is connected with the mouth. When your leaders are anointed like this, it shouldn't take longer than three years before your destiny opens. And you don't hear what I say. When your leaders carry oil like this, it shouldn't take longer than three years before your doors open, your gates open, before you can teach, before you can speak in tongues. I can tell who is anointed with the heart, connected with the heart, and connected with the mouth. You can see it. How? Oil. Every letter started like this. To the angel of. It was not Gabriel. It was the man and the woman of God. It's the way God does things. Yeah, kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God. It means the way God does things. God has a way he does things. It's not all but I felt like prophesying. There is a protocol. When you have a word, you don't just say, no, 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 no. You go to your pastor, they will examine the word. You don't go to the sister and says, oh, I saw you were marrying him. You don't go to the sister, you say, oh, I saw you marrying her. When you have a dream, you don't bring confusion in the church. There is a way God does things. When you have a revelation, you go to the angel of the house and they filter the revelation. Somebody shout order in the house. What does order mean? First things first. Simple. First things first. So there is a way or a system that heaven has placed in the local church. It is called the system of authority. You don't just do things because you feel like doing them. You don't just do things because you were passionate about them. There is a way the kingdom of God functions. And the local church is a physical representation of the kingdom of God. Write that down. The local church is a physical representation of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let every soul be subjected to authority. Now listen. In every church, there are two people. Listen very carefully. A visionary. And God surrounds a visionary with visionary helpers. In every church, God raises a visionary. And remember, we are a kingdom, not a democracy. In a democracy, it is power to the people. 
It is people having the right to say, I only like Papa, I don't like Mama. I like Mama, I don't like Papa. I like him, I don't like her. This is not a democracy. Where God is building a group of people and everybody has something to say. Democracy gives voice to different nations. Because everybody will speak, give their opinion. The kingdom of God is not about your opinion. It's about the holy word of the Lord. This is not a democracy. This is a kingdom. How does a kingdom operate? God selects one man, one woman, and he surrounds them with visionary helpers. Elders, visionary helpers. So a visionary, and he is surrounded by visionary helpers. What is the role of a visionary helper? To help the men and the women of God, executing the vision to the rest of the people. A visionary helper cannot have a different vision than the visionary. Every church with two visions is creating division. Every church where you have people around the apostle that says, no, the apostle says this, but God told me this. It's the spirit of exclusivity. When the apostle declares a fast, there is always one person that says, God didn't feel like I had to fast. When everybody has to wear black, there is always one person you are wearing yellow. It is divination. It brings division. Every church has one vision. And one visionary. And listen to me. Every visionary, God calls him together with his wife. You cannot be here and say, me, I only like Papa. I don't deal with Mama. It's the spirit of witchcraft you need to get delivered from. God never calls a man by himself. When God calls a man, he calls him with his wife and he calls him with the children. If that is your father, that is your mother. If that is your mother, that is your father. So every local church has one vision. Wherever there are two visions, it makes room for division. Especially when you are close to the man and the woman of God. So in the church you have a visionary. And the visionary is surrounded by what we call visionary helpers. Why? Because the visionary ain't perfect. Don't expose my imperfection. Cover my imperfection. Every visionary is surrounded by visionary helpers. Okay, I'm going to show you something. God said to Habakkuk, write down the vision. Ask your neighbor, what is the vision of this church? What is the vision of this church? Now answer each other. If you need to read it, you are really wrong. You need to know the vision of your church. God said to Habakkuk, write down the vision and make it plain. That he that reads it may run with it. My assignment tonight is to take the pressure away from your leaders and place it upon you, especially upon Michelle and Lexi. My job is to take away the pressure from them and place it upon you. I'm going to show you why. What did God say to Habakkuk? I show you the vision to change Amsterdam. Write it down. He said, why? God said, because I will send you people who will run with it. You know why pastors die young? They get diabetes, stress, they carry things they are not supposed to carry. The vision ain't supposed to be carried by the visionaries. 
Visionaries don't carry their own vision. They cast their vision. When Elijah saw Elisha, he took off the vision. He placed it upon a son and he ran away. You know why? His job is not to chase you. He doesn't need you. You need him. When Elijah placed the mantle on Elisha, he ran away. This is your problem. You want to leave the church? Because you had corona? You didn't tell us? And they didn't call you? Oh, they don't call me. So I'm not coming back to the church. It's not the job of an apostle to chase you. You have to chase the mental upon the man and the woman of God. That's the problem. People come to church with the mentality. Oh, I'm leaving. Because it was my birthday. They didn't put my picture on the status. Only Lexi's picture. Only Michelle picture. Only Edward picture. It was my birthday. Nobody placed my picture on the status. That's your problem. You are anointed, tongue speaking, and too emotional. Your emotions are taking you out of your place. When you are about to receive your breakthrough, your emotions are taking you out of your place. When you are about to receive your elevation. My brother David would risk his life in the mouth of the bear and the lion to deliver the lamb. And do you know the lamb? The flock was not David's flock. It was the flock of his father. It's the test of sonship. God will test your heart, your loyalty, your integrity, how you will treat the vision of your father. If you treat the vision of your father well, at the right time, he will release your own vision. But if you are here and you already pray, God my ministry, God my ministry, God my ministry, you will be the first here. The people that come after you, they will rise before you because your heart is not at the right place. It's a test of sonship. Many people, you fail the test of sonship. I'm not your papa. Until I rebuke you. Some of you say mama. When she rebukes you. Uh, that woman. 
Some of you say Papa. Sommigen van jullie zeggen Papa. Until he rebukes you. Tot hij je terecht wijst. Then you say Apostle. En dan zeg je Apostel. Your language, eh? Je taal. How you call your pastor? Hoe je je pastor noemt? Can either qualify or disqualify you from inheriting the mantle. Kan je of kwalificeren of disqualificeren om het mantle over te erven. How you call your pastor? Hoe je pastor noemt? With your mouth. Met je mond. Can either qualify or disqualify you from inheriting the anointing. Of kwalificeren of disqualificeren van het overerven. You know why the backslidden sons of Elijah couldn't catch the mantle? Weet je waarom de teruggevallenen die mantel? Because of their language. They said to Elijah, don't you? You know today, your master will be taken away from you. And when you qualify him as master, you disqualify yourself as a son. And you qualify yourself as a servant. A master doesn't have a son. A master only has servants. In the church, the mantle is not for church members. The mantle is not for servants. The mantle is for sons. Ask your neighbor. Are you a member or a son? Ben je een lid of een zoon? The anointing is a principal thing. When Elijah went up, Elijah didn't say, my prophet, my prophet. Because even your language can disqualify you from receiving the mantle. He didn't say, my pastor, my pastor. Mantles, it flows in the lineage. Somebody say go deeper. I'm going to show you why. Paul said to Timothy, steer up the gift. The, the gift. He didn't pray for it. The gift. He said it started in your grandmother Louise. When she died, it went to your mother Eunice. And now it is in you. Tell your neighbor be careful. I'm going to show you why. You know when Papa and Mama let you preach and people fall, it's not your anointing. <laughs> you know when you sing and everybody is doing this, it's not your anointing. It's the anointing of the house. It functions in your life as long as you stay under the covering. When you think you are anointed, and you rent the room in Egoli for prophetic prayers, nothing will flow in your life. Because what you see right now, you didn't pray for it. It is a gift in your spiritual lineage. It started in Apostle Paul. It went to Apostle Jolly. It went to Pastor Joanne. Now it is coming on you. If you leave the covering, the anointing will leave with you. When you are under a covering, you can have an anointing and you don't have to pray for it. Why? Your father paid the price for you. You are here. I knew this when Papa was praying in the living room. Everything you see today, it's not because you pray and fast. Let me tell you, for six months every day he was doing an all night. In the spirit, he was giving birth to you. As long as you stay under recovery, the anointing of the house, you will benefit from it. If you leave, it leaves. People today, they separate from a man of God. They insult the man of God. And then where they are, they teach everything the man of God has been teaching. <laughs> if he is bad, don't teach what he is teaching. Helpers. People that have the heart to help the man and the woman.
woman of God to carry for their vision. You help with your energy, your time, your love, your support, your gift, and even your finances. We need visionary helpers. God called Moses. Aaron was more popular. If there was YouTube, he would have more views than Moses. But the one that God called was Moses. You need to understand this. Eh? There is a difference between leadership and you being gifted. There is people in my church. They prophesy much deeper than me. I'm not too big to say that. I think some of you guys begin to preach better than me. And I'm happy for you. At the end of the day, God will always prove who is the man of God. There's a difference between somebody who is gifted and a man or a woman of God. When there was rebellion, God said to Abram, let everybody throw their rods. Tomorrow by this time, one rod is receiving flowers. The rod with flowers shall be the rod of the one that I have chosen. When you are called, there must be signs. God must back you up. When the whole city puts you on social media, God must back you up. When everybody say you ain't called, that's the problem. People go before their time. So when there is trouble, it is collapsing them. So you are a visionary helper. Not just a church member. Not just a worship and usher. You are a visionary helper. And you must carry the vision of the man and the woman of God in your heart. Amen. But Paul said this. Am I not an apostle? Some may doubt. But to you. I am. Because you are the seal of my apostleship. Okay. The mark of a real apostle is not planting different churches. The mark of a real apostle is his ability to raise an apostolic people. One can have a church in Amsterdam, a pastor, he goes to Rotterdam, starts a church, goes to Tilburg, starts a church, he calls himself an apostle. I can show you apostles in scripture that never planted the church. The mark of an apostle is not having five branches. I don't put pressure on myself to have ten branches. I need one strong church where there are different apostles, prophets, evangelists, Millionaires, billionaires, prayer warriors, business people, CEO. I need one church where I have raised people out of nothing and they become the seal of my apostleship. You can start a church in Amsterdam, then Tilburg, then Belgium. It doesn't make you an apostle. It's not the amount of churches, it is the type of people you are building. It's the discipline. It's the spiritual warfare. It's the understanding. It are the principles. It are the ethics. It are the protocols. It are the signs. It are the wonders. There's so many doubt. But look at my people. You don't see me as an apostle because I hold the mic. You see me as an apostle when I give him the mic. I'm not an apostle because uh, maybe I read this in a book and I just tell you what I read. That doesn't make me an apostle. You can tell who's an apostle when the apostle sits and his sons and his daughters are holding a microphone. On top of everything, an apostle is a builder of lives. An apostolic church has a building anointing. We build lives. We build marriages. We build ministries. We build CEOs. Build CEOs. Oh, man. Oh. We build 
Paul said, by the grace of God, I am a master builder. In the Greek, the master builder, it means architect. Oh, come on, church. He said, I am an architect. In other words, they may not see anything on paper. I have written what this place will look like in the next six months. Apostles, we are visionaries. We can stand the storms. We see the end. We can stand the persecution. We see the end. We are master builders. You may not see anything yet. We continue to build. Because we know what God showed us in secret. Let me tell you, Gospel of Christ. You will be about two, three, four hundred people in the next four to five years. I don't see you smile like this. The vision is big. God is so mystical, Baba. When God calls a man, He doesn't show you A. He only shows you Z. He will show you the end. And He will go back to A. He says, Go. By B, you lose your building. C, they persecute you. D, your faithful sons are leaving the church. And you are like God. Why didn't you show me this? And God says, if I had showed you A, B, and C, you would have never said yes to the calling. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I only show you the end. To give you hope when you feel like giving up. I only show you the end. That you won't have hope when you feel like giving it up. I only show you the end. That you won't quit. I only show you the end. If you knew before you were preaching stadiums that you have to pass through Eggly and when you preach, they are making noise. You would have said, I don't know if I want to do this. But when God shows you set, you will hold on in trials, tribulation, because you know there is victory after this. Oh, high five your neighbor, say there is victory after this. I will show you the end. Let me tell you this. Heaven never calls you according to your present. Heaven calls you according to your potential. Can I repeat myself? Heaven never calls you according to your present. Heaven only calls you according to your potential. Gideon came from the smallest tribe. And in the family, he was the weakest. God said to an angel, go to the men and prophesy, mighty men of war. He looked at his present. He was hiding after a bush. An angel was sent by God to call a coward mighty. Listen, I'm going to show you something. You're going to get angry and pray against it. And you're going to expand bigger than you have ever been before. Gideon say, how come God is with me? Where are the miracles? When you called me God, you say you're going to give me the city. My church ain't growing. When you called me God, you say you will make me great. I don't see it. The angel said to him, you are not the problem. Cast not away your confidence. Don't listen to them haters. You ain't the problem. But there is an altar in your father's house that is fighting your prophecy. Go to your father's house and break the altar because the altar is fighting the prophecy that is spoken of the gospel of Christ. There is an altar in Amsterdam fighting the prophecy of this church. But listen, the battle is altar against altar. Isaiah's altar against altar. Today, we will build an altar in this place. Let the altar of gospel of Christ swallow the altars of the enemy. Isaiah, let the altar of this house swallow the altar of the enemy. We are people of war. We are people of prayer. Listen to me. God is so strategic. He said, you're going to anoint three men. Hassel, 
Jehu and Elisha. Elijah said, why? He said, because of that witch, Jezebel. I ain't gonna give her a chance to survive. Any power in this city, frustrating the body of Christ, hindering us from getting buildings. Tonight they will get the visitation. He said, you will anoint three people. Hazael, Jehu, and Elisha. Elijah said, why? God saying, because I have no mercy on the woman called Jezebel that calls herself a prophetess. If she escapes the sword of Michelle, she will not escape the sword of Lexi. If she escapes the sword of Lexi, she will not escape the sword of Edward. There are people of gospel in Christ who have a sword in your hands. There is people in this church that has a sword in your hands. Individualism. It is teamwork. Sit down for a second. It's teamwork. It's teamwork. And if you think there is problem here, there is also problem in my church. If you want to leave my church, there is problem in William's church. No church is perfect. Don't leave because there is a problem. You have to, okay. God help me. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says and I will give you shepherds according to my heart never forget this you don't pick your pastor God has picked your pastor for you and when God picked your pastor for you God knew your pastor wasn't perfect I shall give you shepherds. You don't go Google. Google. Which church can I go? You don't pick your pastor. If God gives you a pastor, stick with it. Stick with it. I'm going to tell you already now. If you ever come to me, I will send you back to your church. Everybody that tries to build a ministry over the back of another preacher, I give them two years before they collapse. I will give you shepherds according to my heart. Because God picks your pastor for you. Okay, let me tell you one thing and then I want to continue. Yeah, I want to tell you one thing and then I want to continue. Hagar. Hagar. Left the covering of Sarai. Why? Because Sarai was harsh. And if you cannot send harsh things, you cannot walk with an apostle. Yeah. If you cannot send harsh things, you cannot walk with an apostle. There is a difference between a pastor and an apostle. That's why God gave you balance. If you had two apostles, it would have been too much. God gave you an apostle and a pastor to bring in the balance. But apostles, we are different than pastors. I hate too much emotions. If you come for counseling to me after two minutes, I, I don't hear you anymore. Tell the truth. I, I, I can only concentrate for two minutes and then I say, okay, do this, don't do this. But. But people, they don't want a solution. You know what you want? Attention. If you like attention, you won't make it in this church. It's not an emotional church, it's a boot camp. <laughs> if you like attention, you won't make it. Because you will see like, you, we can discern. If you really want help, or you are just being manipulated. 
One day somebody came to the office and said, This person so and so and so. I said, Wait. I took my phone. I called the person. No, no, no. I said, No. If you say what you say is true, let's bring the person in. If you want a solution, stop saying they. I'm looking for brother they. They are talking about me. Who is they? Yeah, they. Mm. Hagar was 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 leaving the covering because her apostle was harsh. Genesis chapter 14 or 16. Never forget this. She left the covering. An angel came. Look what the angel said. Hagar, servant of Sarai. Goodness. Can you imagine? You are coming to me. You are in my protocol. And an angel appears to you. Michel, son of Papa Jolly. That's why a lot of people don't make it. Heaven doesn't register them where they are right now. You know why your life goes in a cycle? You were in the choir. You got emotional. You left the choir. Your angel, where it locates you, it will locate you in the choir. But while your angel comes, you sit in the back like this. Blessings are in order. Habakkuk say, I have prayed, I stand on my watch to see what he has to say to me. Because when God visits you, he visits you at your address. An usher who knows he's an usher has more spiritual authority than a pastor who thinks he's a prophet. An usher who knows he's an usher has more spiritual authority than a pastor who believes he's a prophet. Sometimes them, you know, them, 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 them prophetic churches are weird. Calling names doesn't make you a prophet. Calling address doesn't make you a prophet. Calling shoe size doesn't make you a prophet. The first mark of a prophet they declare repentance and holiness. It's not the shoe size. It's not the name. Even prophecy, it is the gift of the word of knowledge. Make sure you buy my book afterwards. It is not even prophecy, it is the word of knowledge. The usher can have the word of knowledge, the protocol can have the word of knowledge, the teacher can have the word of knowledge. That doesn't make you a, a prophet. Where are the prophets? Like Samuel, you can make a city tremble, and when you come to the gate of a city, that they have you come in peace because a prophet. Is the judgment of God upon him. Yeah, it's about time that we say this kind of things. You know what I mean? It's about time that these things are said. It's time. An usher who knows he's an usher. An order worker who knows that he's an order worker is. Can bring down Goliath. A pastor who thinks he's a prophet can never kill down the Goliath. How do I know? When David went to fight Goliath, he placed five stones in the back. The five stones is a revelation of the fivefold ministry. The apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. When he was going to kill Goliath, he went to the five. He picked one. Not sometimes pastor, sometimes prophet, sometimes apostle, sometimes bishop. He had five. He only took one. You only fight in your identity. You only fight in your identity. I respect everybody, but I respect the little God has given me. Bless God for everybody's gifts. I only do what I am anointed to do. I don't try to imitate them because there is no power in imitation. I don't try to speak in tongues like them. I don't try to lay hands like them. I don't try to prophesy like them. I can only bring down the Goliath of my city by the stone that God. 
face in my back. Stop imitating. Stop with the nadoen. Stop doing what is popular. Stop with the doing what is popular. If you look at the body of Christ right now, slowly but surely, the apostolic is taking back of the prophetic movement again. Everything was major, 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 and all your nonsense. You understand what I'm saying? All your major, major, the Black Elijah prophesy nonsense. You understand what I mean? There is a difference between can I prophesy and thus say the Lord. Yeah, there is a difference between can I prophesy and thus say the Lord. I don't need your permission before I prophesy. I don't carry can I prophesy. I carry thus say the Lord in my mouth. this man okay let me just teach two minutes and i'm gonna preach okay so uh, 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 um we, we we need to be in alignment with the specific thing we do in the house of god if you're an usher don't try to be deep deeper than you should be because everybody is deep if you are a singer, don't be angry because somebody begins to preach. This is teamwork. Simple. This is teamwork. Uh -huh. So Apostle Paul, say you cannot doubt because you are the seal of my apostleship. Look at this. Jesus needed only three years. He raised 12 apostles. Hij bracht 12 apostelen op. That revolutionized the world. Die de hele wereld veranderde. Three years. Drie jaar. Our new generation, we look stubborn, eh? Onze nieuwe generatie ziet er koppig uit. But by the grace of God, we have understood something. Maar door de genade van God hebben we That has been hidden for generations. Dat er verstopt was voor generaties lang. Look. The things we break about, eh? We must be ashamed about. So, somebody will come to Papa Jolly and Mama Joanne and say, I have been in this thing for 40 years. Okay. Jesus needed three years to raise 12 apostles. You break about your 40 years. No apostle came out of your loins. No prophet came out of your loins. All your church members are broke. Nobody is having success in life. One limiter of the anointing of a man of God is when he is surrounded by broke people who are not intelligent. If you are poor, you become a curse around me. There must be an anointing of success that opens your doors. Otherwise, you are a vision limiter. Vision limited. The minds of the people. Poverty. It's not the bank account. It's the mindset. Always challenge themselves. We cannot do it. We have outgrown this place. Look. Very soon I believe God will give you a new building. I hope you will say amen again. Because the rent will be at least 5k. The amens have gone down already. You see what I mean? You, 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 your vision is too big to do two hours and then another church has to come. No, your spirit must rest in the sanctuary. God wants to give this church a building 24-7 so the church can grow. It won't require 2,000 a month, 5,000 a month. You need people that say, everyone I give 200, everyone I give 300, everyone I give 500 for the advancement of the vision of the house. It's not an accident. The people who are always blessing the church are the biggest givers. It's not, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. I've come to a place. My spiritual father says, you are my only son. Because I take care of him. It can never be that I have and he lacks. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. All right. Three years, twelve people that changed the world. 
Ela fará o nerd. If you submit yourself in three years, watch yourself. You want to hear a funny story? I got born again when I was 17. I got consecrated evangelist when I was 21. You don't hear what I say. Born again when I was 17. And I came together with my girlfriend. I still have my dreadlocks. Still pursuing my soccer career. I played together with Jorginho Wijnaldum, Alexander Butner, Fernando Anita, Kelvin Mackey. They were my guys. I got born again, just came out of the club and different kind of lifestyle. I got born again when I was 17. But I consecrated my life. I prayed the prayer of consecration. I made God promises. I made covenants with God about things I would do and things I would not do. I gave God my life when I was 17. When I was 21, I was an evangelist. When I was 22, I started RTN in my living room. When I was 23, I began to travel the world. How many years are you born again? You still masturbate? You are wasting so much time, yo. I was born again when I was 17. When I was 21, I was an evangelist. Pulling people out of wheelchairs. Commanding deaf ears to open. Four years. When I was born again for six years, I was in Senegal, Cameroon, Tanzania, South Africa, Malawi, preaching in stadiums with Matthias van der Steen. It didn't just happen like that. It was a price I paid and say I'm not going to play with the things of God. Three years being in the secret place, you will come out as a man or a woman that everything you say will come to pass. Ask your neighbor for how long are you born again? I'm not born again uh, for 20 years. I'm born again for 14 or 15 years. For, uh, since 2007. Some of you were born in the church. Now I'm preaching you. Brother Greg. He was, respectfully speaking, eh? No, no bashing, respectfully speaking. He was my youth leader in Victory Outreach. He was teaching me. I say respectfully, I'm his apostle today. I lay hands on him. It's not about how long you are born again. It's about what you do with your calling. Respectfully, Greg is my church member. I love him very much. I just say, you need to do something with your time. Right? You need to do something with your time. So it's, 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 aha, three years. And, 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 aha, so Matthew chapter 8. Listen, Jesus was casting out demons in the presence of his disciples. Make sure when your parents preach somewhere, you don't have any excuse, you go with them. And you fill the gas. Make sure when they preach somewhere, you don't say, I'm tired. You must be where they are. It's very important. Jesus was casting out demons in the presence of his sons. Matthew chapter 8. Now in Matthew chapter 10, he called them. He said, two by two. I'm giving you power. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. In Matthew 8, they were watching him casting demons. In Matthew 10, they were casting demons. Because there is one anointing by impartation. There is another anointing by observation. That's why when Elijah said to Elijah, I want double of your spirit. Elijah said for this request, I cannot lay my hands upon you. But if you see me go, because the anointing of the double portion doesn't come by the impartation. The anointing of the double portion, you have to be close to your leader because it comes by observation. Certain things only happen to people who are close to the man and the woman of God. Before the lame man could walk, Peter say, look at me. There is a certain level of power 
can only be transferred to you when you observe the man and the woman of God. You cannot just be here, you come to church, you leave. No. Say, man of God, train me. Man of God, impact me. Man of God, teach me. Mama, train me. Mama, impact me. There is an anointing by impartation. And then there is an anointing by observation. The one of observation is more dangerous than the one of impartation. I'm only allowed to give you an anointing by impartation. Because I'm your brother. Your father can give you an anointing by observation. The one of observation is the double portion. And it's more powerful because you need to walk the walk with him. Sweetheart, give me some strings. Listen. You need humility. To complete the walk with the man of God. Especially an apostle. Because we can be tough. You need humility. To complete your process. Walking with the man of God. You need humility. To complete. Elijah said to Elisha. It's a hard thing you have asked. But if you see me go, it shall come upon you. The word if you see me go, in old English, it's not if you see me go. Son, come. It's if you see me off. This is the problem. Why you are in church, you'll never become more than your leader. Because you see us go. You don't see us off. You just see me when they talk about me. You see me when they scandalize me online. You see me when they gather against me. And you can't receive my mantle if you see me suffering. Elijah didn't say, if you see me go. He said, if you see me off. In other words, when I go through the fire, go with me. When I suffer, suffer with me. When I cry, cry with me. When they leave, you stay. When they gossip, you don't gossip. When they expose me, you cover me. When they hold my mistakes against me, you don't hold my mistakes against me. If you can hold on till the end, you don't stop in the middle. You don't stop after two years. A lot of people, they can stand the glory of the man of God. They cannot stand the dirt of the man of God. And the mental is only for those who can see me dirty. They are not ashamed of my dirt. Somebody say go deep. When the mental came down, there was a wind. There was sand. The mental of Elijah was not a shiny mantle. It was a dirty mantle covered in dirt of the mistakes of ministry. when we are perfect I can feel when things ain't going well people are ashamed of me I can feel when the family members belittle me they join the opinion of the family members that's why they are in my church and their life is a mess because they can't stand my dirt you need to be able to stand the dirt of your apostle Sometimes he will make a mistake, stand it. Sometimes he messes up, stand it. You need to be able to accept the dirt. Now three things. Three things. In the father-son relationship, and then we will pray three things. Number one, you have to pass through Gilgal. 
And Gilgal is the place of circumcision. Blood. Pain. Covenant. The father-son relationship is a covenant relationship. And covenants ain't meant to be broken. Covenants are for life. That's why don't be in a rush. To call me Papa. If you call me Papa, you enter a covenant. And covenants are not meant to be broken. First place is Gilgal. Blood can we bleed together? You only want to let the man of God bleed. Can you bleed together with Papa? Can you bleed together with Mama? Can they ask you for an extra offering without you exposing that there was a financial need in the church? Who can they trust when we cannot pay the bill for a conference? Where are my sons after I impart the anointing and we need to pay a guest speaker? Will you let me go in my pocket by myself? I thought we were in this together. Can we pay the bills together? Can we be insulted together? This is not emotionalism. This is covenant. You only want my grace. You only want my name. Do you want to pay the bills together? Can we cry together? Can I show you my weakness? Can I show you my mistakes? Can I show you the skeletons in my closet? Will you cover me until I recover? Will you cover me until I recover? All I need is sons who can cover my weakness until I recover. All I need is a church who can cover my mess until I recover. Because when I recover, I will shake the city. When I recover, I will shake principalities. When I recover, First place. It's a place of covenant. Saying, Mama, Papa. We stand to each other. Not only in good times. In bad times. Mama, Papa, we stand to each other. We won't leave when others leave. We won't gossip when others gossip. For your sake, I will cut off the people that even gossip about you. This is covenant. The first test for the double portion. They have to pass a place of covenant relationship. Relationship is the currency of heaven. God blessed Lot because he was connected to Abraham. When he disconnected from Abraham, he was in the mess of Sodom. Lot's blessing wasn't his blessing. It was the blessing of the men that had a covenant with God. His blessing was because he was serving in gospel of Christ. His blessing was because he was a son of Papa Charlie. It was the first test. The second test was Bethel, which is your faithfulness in the house of God. Where even though God showed you your future, you bury it. To serve the vision of your father, you bury your own future for a second. You bury your own ambition for a second. It's the test of faithfulness. Listen to me. Life is about test. And if you want to skip it here, and you go to RTN, it will even come in RTN. If you go to Fruitful Center, it will even go there. Some of you, the reason why it looks like there is a barrier, there is an open door in your life because of disobedience and lack of principles. The Bible says in his father's house, Jacob cheated his brother and his father. If you want to live long, don't cheat your father, even when he is blind. Don't cheat your mother, even when she cannot see you. Don't say Papa in front of him, and when he cannot see you are a dragon. Because he cheated the father in the father's house. Now he had to reap what he had sold in the house of Laban. Laban was not a wicked man. It was a curse that was opened because of the sins to his father. You have to pass through Bethel. Can you 
faithful to a man can you be faithful to a woman is the test of faithfulness how you deal with instructions the last test I speak with wisdom but I speak in the spirit the last test Jericho and in Jericho you will meet the backslidden sons of mama and papa those that used to be there now they ain't there and they spread gossip about them in the city the last test is the test where you will meet people and say are you still with mama Joanne are you still with Papa Jolly? Are you still there? They came to Elisha and say, Why don't you leave? The man you follow, he will be taken away. He said, True or don't true? I don't want to hear. Whatever you say about my spiritual father, I don't want to hear. True or false? It's my papa. True or false? The last test. How you deal with the backslidden sons of the church. When they call you and say, How is the church? So they left the church. But every week they call you to ask you how the service is It's a spirit of witchcraft. When you pass it, now. Elijah goes up and the mantle goes down. Church, there is a mantle over this house that want to affect your life. But you must be apostolically in line to receive that which heaven has for you. Clap for Jesus and be in your